0: everyone this is brian wheels and you're listening to the good the bad and the ugly the aviation maintenance industry raw and unscripted say does something sound different perhaps brian got a new microphone finally (laughs) in this episode we talk about crew versus maintenance maintenance versus crew is that a thing you'll find out coming up Everyone, welcome to this episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly: the Aviation Maintenance Industry, Raw Unscripted. Again, I am Brian Wheels, your host. This episode is pretty cool. Um, we had a good email that came in asking what the uh, relationship is like between maintenance and the crew, and vice versa, and whether I've ever gone into it with a crew member. And that is a a really really good question. Um, first of all. The, the relationship between mechanics and the crew is generally very good as long as there's good communication as long as you're not having to ask them to repeat themselves and try and you know just drag the details out of them it's it's really really good and everyone gets along well in 14 years as a mechanic i've only gotten into it with a crew member twice and both times it was a captain the first time this occurred Ten plus uh, probably yeah, ten plus years ago, I was working for an airline cargo outfit. My normal morning is this: get in at about three thirty in the morning. Plane arrives between five thirty and six thirty. Aircraft lands, taxis up to the ramp. There's a marshaller and myself. Marshaller, you know, automatically crew's looking for the marshaller, right? I'm there to plug the external power into the aircraft once it blocks in. Now within each of these parking spaces is a painted outline roughly of, of a plane, okay? And that's called the silhouette. Whenever the aircraft is under power, whenever it's moving, the only two people that are allowed within that silhouette until the aircraft is chalked and shut down is the aircraft mechanic and the marshaller. Again, my job is to be there with my three foot ladder and once the aircraft has blocked in, plug in the external power and meanwhile everyone else is doing their thing they're chalking the plane right and once the aircraft is powered down the anti-collision light turns off everyone goes does their thing on this occasion the plane lands taxis but won't approach the uh the ramp area where it's supposed to park and it's just sitting out there it was really really weird and we all kind of look at each other like what's going on why isn't this guy moving he only people within the silhouette is me my GPU and the Marshaler and so so we we send someone into the building to get on the radio to raise the plane say hey you know maybe they have a problem or something the pilot turns out to be the captain starts screaming at the guy over the radio telling him that we're within the silhouette we've got a equipment with the silhouette and he starts calling us idiots so this other ramp agent, who, who's been doing this for like 15 years, I mean, he's he's seasoned. He comes out, tells me and the ramp manager what this uh, the pilot says. We're looking at each other, we're looking around the ramp like there's nothing else within the silhouette. No one else is standing within it. You know, the other ramp agents are far away against the fence, just waiting for us to do our thing. So the ramp manager sends this guy back in to clarify on the radio. And again, he gets screamed at by this pilot. And he comes out, tells us he's just getting screamed at. we're like, I don't know what the guy's deal is. So I told the marshaler, I said, just just start marshalling him in. So the marshaler starts doing his thing, and the aircraft starts moving. And eventually, he does block in. Plug in external power. They chalk the plane after the aircraft's powered down. then the anti-collision light goes off. Everyone can approach the plane, and we just do our separate things. I asked the um, ramp manager, I said, hey, could you come up here and, and just in case this guy gets us trouble good thing I did that so we walk into the flight deck and this captain he's in a you know obviously the left seat so he turns around and immediately sees us and just lays into me first he says you stupid ____. he says how in the hell do you get off being within that silhouette, he says, "How long have you been an aircraft mechanic?" And I tell him, "He's like, well, I've been working for this company for thirty years, and I'm a training captain. I'm training this F.O. to be a captain." And he sees you guys pulling this bullshit. No, no, no. I mean, I'm like, well, "Okay, whoa. What is your problem, deal? I, I, I don't get your your the the issue here." And he says, "You had people and equipment within the silhouette." I said, "What people and what equipment were within the silhouette that aren't supposed to be there?" Nobody's supposed to be in there. Nobody at all. Well, the rant manager speaks up. And she says, no, we, this is how we've always done it. This is how it ever And he says to her, you shut up. <laughs> you shut up. And like, dude, hold on. Don't talk to her that way, okay? And he proceeds to get out of his seat and start poking me with his finger real hard in the center of my chest. Just poking me, poking me. He says, don't you ever talk to me unless I speak to you first. <laughs> I said, look, here you <laughs> a dick <dick-weeded laughs> I said, you are not going to speak to the Ram manager that way. And you will not speak to me that way. I don't give two shits how long you've been flying a plane. I don't care if you're a train captain. I said, nobody <laughs> talks to me that way. He just starts screaming at me. He says, You are a piece of shit, you know that? You are a piece of shit. And I said, look, I'll tell her to leave, I'll tell your FO to leave, and I'll knock the stupid out of you right here within this flight deck. I said, now, do you have any discrepancies or not? And he says, yeah, we we do have one discrepancy. And I forget what it was. It was like service 02 or maybe there was a tire check or something, I forget what it was. But I, I grabbed the logbook from him, and I said, get off my plane. And when I said that, <coughs> I thought of the, the Air Force One movie with Harrison Ford. He said, get off my plane. And I, thought, I thought of that as soon as I said it. And this guy looks at me, he's like, this is my aircraft. I'm the captain of this plane. I'll tell you to get off this. I'm like, nope. I've got the logbook. You have a maintenance issue. It is now maintenance's plane you get the hell off my plane or I'll call airport police and I'll tell them you assaulted me. I said, get the f- off my plane or I'm calling airport police and I'll have you f- arrested for assault. How's that gonna work for your your 30 plus year uh, career? And he just, he gets this, this horrible, this pissed off look on his face, but he knows, he knows he did wrong, right? He just knows it. And so he picks up his flight bag and he leaves the plane. Now the whole time, the poor fo who's being trained to become a captain by this guy is still sitting there He's just looking forward out the windscreen looking dead ahead. <laughs> He's just not saying anything. And I said hey, how's your day going? And he just looks at me kind of smiles. And I said man. I'm, I'm sorry I he said I I should not have I should not have said that I should not have gotten man He's like no dude. He says I wanted to hit this guy this whole flight. He's been dogging me over stupid shit. I'm trying to become a captain. This guy's not going to let me become a captain. He's an asshole. I'm like, well, you saw what happened, right? He says, yeah, I, I I saw everything. I said, well, you know I wasn't in the wrong. And he, he shakes his head, yeah, you know, acknowledging that. And I turned towards the, the manager. I said, are you going to stand for this? The ramp manager. She says, nope. She says, you're going to call your boss? I said, absolutely. After I fix whatever it was I had to fix, I'm on the phone. So I, I went and did whatever they needed, kept the log book with me though, um, went to the, the line office, called my boss. My boss, this guy was, I wish I could say his name because he's a, hes such a fantastic guy. One of the best managers I ever had. I mean, he, he made you toe the line, right? You walk the straight and narrow, and if you didn't, he'd hold you accountable for it. But he was a fair manager. Really, really good guy. And so I, I explained to him what happened. He came unglued over the phone. He's like, no one talks to my mechanics that way. He says, I don't give a shit if you got 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I don't care if you're the president of this company. I said, you do not speak to people that way. And you are not going to speak to my mechanics that way. He said, Brian, by week's end, I'm taking care of this until then this guy you will not see him at your station again i said excellent he said hey can you write me up a statement of what happened and i said yep i will do that and so i i went back out to the plane The rest of it was uneventful the return uh, the crew returned to the aircraft i fixed what they needed they had their logbook. they went on their way neither of them said anything to me but sure enough by week's end i get a call from uh, a manager and he says hey we've gotten this taken care of i said oh really he said yep he said, I spoke to uh, the chief pilot and the chief pilot said that was absolutely unnecessary and inappropriate. She didn't care how many uh, years this guy had. She said that he was an asshole. And you know what? He got what was coming to him. Excellent. So that that uh, 30-year chief pilot was fired from that company. So, yeah. Pretty cool. I wish it hadn't happened but that was the First of two occurrences that this occurred. I will tell you about the second one right after this break. Stay tuned. Hey there, it's Brian Wheels here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make your podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome back to part two of this episode. The second time that I had the only, I mean, only two times in 14 years have I got into it with a crew member. The second time was just about, let's see, that was about two years ago. And this one wasn't really getting into it with. There was no, you know, yelling or screaming <laughs> like the first time. But I was dispatched to a uh, aircraft at the gate that had a window heat problem. And when I arrived at the aircraft, passengers were gone, crew were gone. It was an empty plane. All the the logbook discrepancy said was right window heat, fail ECAS message. So like, okay. So I, I started going through the troubleshooting and sure enough, the I got the message. I'm like, okay, well, on this aircraft it was common for the uh, window heat uh, controller to fail especially during going from a cold climate to a hot climate they would fail a lot and so I'm like okay I I'm willing to bet it was the heat controller now the window heat controllers there's no bite on them, there's no LRU test there there's nothing you can do but uh, what we'll call shotgun the the LRU which is take where well, you suspect the bad controller out and slave in a new one and see if the problem goes away. That's called shotgunning. Some people do it more than others, but uh, I mean, if based on experience, if you've seen this problem often enough and it's whatever percent of the time, it's usually this, it likely is. And and this time I was right. Uh, it was the, the windshield heat controller for that uh, that window. The where it's located in the avionics bay is all the way forward on the right hand side of the nose landing gear box structure okay so after going back to the shop the parts room signing the the part out that i needed taking it back to the plane slaving it in and ensuring that this you know this fixed the problem now it's time to to get it art and get the paperwork done and stuff so I'm doing it, doing my paperwork and, and all this, and I, I hear the, the, the aircraft start boarding again. Now, I didn't even realize that the crew was back on this aircraft. No one came down and spoke to me. I mean, I had a aircraft out of service, maintenance and progress tag put on the, the center console. You know, I would figure generally, crew would come down and find you and say, hey, what's going on? What's, what's the deal? And you would explain to them what you found or what you're doing and all would be good. But no, they, the crew had gone back on the plane and they started boarding passengers. And that's it's not that it's against the rules. As a courtesy, when you have an aircraft that you just brought in that requires maintenance, before you start boarding passengers, you're generally going to go seek out the mechanic and ask, what's going on? You know, is it okay for me to start boarding yet? You think you're going to be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? But they didn't do that. So I was a little miffed. I went back up to the flight deck and I found the captain there and the FO. I waited there for, you know, two, two and a half minutes. Then they, they just, the the captain just starts talking to the FO, a young gal who turns out was a brand new FO. So she she was still learning the aircraft, you know, learning the ins and outs and such. He just starts talking to her, but yet I'm still like standing be, behind them, like you could acknowledge me or something. So, so I'm like, hey. So this is what's going on with your plane. He's like, oh, oh yeah, so you're you're taking your time. He doesn't even let me finish what I'm saying. He said, like, Oh, so you're taking your time? I'm like, no. Actually, I just want to explain to you that the, the right-hand window heat controller was bad and I had to go to the parts room and sign it out, get back to the plane. He said, Well, why is it taking so long? I said, Well, because where it's located in the E and E bay, it's it's back there. So it, you know it's gonna take me a little while. Um, he said well that, that's just way too long that's unacceptable so i started boarding air uh, passengers i said yeah I, I know you start boarding passengers he said well what's our time looking like i said i gotta run one more check just before i sign everything off he's like well no we're he says if you think it's good he said have you tried it yet i said yeah i did but i, I want to try one more thing just to make sure he's like well, we're ready to get going i said okay i said i will go as quick as i can here I said, but I want to make sure it's right. So I start testing the window heat. And he's like, don't touch that. Don't touch what? He's like, don't you be touching switches. Dude, I got to test this, all right? Relax. And that's all I told him. I said, relax. And he kind of came unglued. He's like, don't you tell me to relax. He says, I've been in this company for, And like thinking to myself, God, I've heard this already. I know you've been a 30 year mechanic. Meanwhile, again, the FO is just sitting there right? Just not say nothing. You tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it for you. You tell me what button or switch you want touched, and I'll do it for you. I'm like, you know, I, I'd rather just run through my ops check and just get it done so I can get you on your way. And uh, he's like, no, you, you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. I said, look, come on, man. Just let me do my job. Don't, don't, don't start hassling me. I ran through my checks, this and that. It took all of all of 60 seconds and I was off the plane and went back to the truck and I started doing the rest of my paperwork I get a call from the line office and it's the lead and the lead said hey man I just got a call from the captain on your plane and you started screaming and shit at him like no I wasn't screaming at him it's like sounds like you got into an argument with him in front of passengers absolutely not dude and I told him I said the lead. I said nope, that's not what happened. We, I was not raising my voice. I was not yelling, screaming. This guy was getting a little antsy though, and I explained to the lead what was going on. He's like, well, the the captain, he's uh, he wants to file a uh, what do they call an FSR, flight safety report. Why? Well, because you were yelling at them. You were were arguing with them in front of passengers. I said, was I yelling at them or arguing with them or disagreeing with them in front of passengers? And what does front of passengers mean? I mean, they're doing their own thing. He said, well, did you have the the flight deck door closed? I said, no. He said, well, maybe the, the flight attendants overheard it. I said, well, flight attendants aren't passengers. So what hair are we splitting here? We need to talk about this. He said, finish up your job. I said, yeah, that's what I'm doing, boss. So I I get the paperwork all signed off, aircraft leaves, go back to the line shop. The lead is out in the garage having a smoke, so I I go join him. I said, I wish I could say his name because he was a f***ing minion, this guy. He started out and I I won't even say. The guy guy was just an idiot. Let's just put it that way and leave it at it. And I said, what's the deal? He's like, yeah, the captain called the line station. And said that you were being argumentative and screaming and yelling at them in front of passengers. I said, I wasn't. I said, matter of fact, if you look at the jet bridge camera, which kind of looks right into there, you can see the forward hat, the, the interior of the aircraft. You can see me in the flight deck. I'm willing to bet. And there's no yelling, there's no screaming. I said, Did the FO say I'd say anything? He said, Well, no, it was just the captain that called. So that's bullshit. It wasn't yelling, I wasn't screaming or anything. It's like well you know the captain submitted is going to submit an fsr flight safety report so let me stop there a flight safety report is a report that the crew or mechanic or flight attendant can file if there is a safety of flight issue that occurred or something serious enough that they need to report that affects the safety of the flight or the aircraft people abuse this report if you piss someone off if you you know Make them wrinkle their little nose, their panties get wadded like really, really far up there. They'll file an FSR, and just to just to get at you. And the thing is, the FSR can't be dismissed by upper management. You can't like, ah, yeah, here's an FSR because you know Brian complained about Jimmy Bob because Brian doesn't like Jimmy Bob. They can't just toss it out. They actually have to do an investigation on it, right? And I thought it was total bullshit. And the next day I come into work, sure enough, this pilot filed an FSR. So the station manager is there and he calls me into his office. He says, what happened? So I told him, I said, look, dispatch out to the aircraft, okay, for an ECAS message for the right window a heat found out there was the window heat controller. I and would it. There was no crew. There was no passengers on the plane when I went there, so I'm in the middle of doing my job and all of a sudden everyone shows up and the crew never came down and spoke to me. They never said, hey, how's things going? They didn't stick their head up the E&E bay and say, hey, how's things looking? Nothing. They started boring passengers. They didn't give me the courtesy of say, hey, you know, can we board passengers now or are we, we good to go? This station manager, he was a nice guy, but he was a pushover. He. He was very timid, very timid. And everybody teased this guy, you know, the mechanics, everybody, everybody in the shop teased him because he was he was a pushover, he had no backbone. So even the guys in the shop who really were just nothing more than knuckleheads, they just got away with it. It was a f-ing free-for-all. That's what it comes down to, it was a free-for-all because this manager had no backbone. So to make a longer story even longer, <laughs> He says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to pass this FSR up. We're going to have to do a full investigation. And I said, this is bullshit. I said, how would you check the, the bridge cameras? You know, and he said, well, what's that going to do? I said, at least it show you if my body language makes it appear that I'm just screaming and throwing shit across the, the plane and all this. He's like, well, okay, I'll look into it. And uh, I leave his office. He calls me back a little later in the day and, he finds the recording of the jet bridge. And it's just, I'm literally in the plane talking to the, like, well, I, you see me go in and you do the ops check, right? I leave for about 25 minutes. Then I go into the cockpit. I'm not there for more than a minute. And then I'm gone. And like, there's nothing that indicated that through my body language that I was upset or screaming or yelling or carrying on. But this lead, he's also looking at the camera, he's like, ah. Yeah, Brian. Looks like you're a bit pissed off. Like, how so? He's like, well, just the way you're standing. Like, well, you can't really see how I'm standing within the in the flight deck. All you can see is through the flight deck windows at that point. If I was standing in, you know, in the L1 door, yeah, then you could say, okay, by my way I was standing. But you can't. He's like, well, no. When you walked out into the jet bridge and then out onto the ramp, we could see by your body language. I said. So what have you? What are you looking at that would indicate to you that while I'm speaking to the captain, that my body language would make it appear that I'm upset? And he just kind of like, well, is this the way you walked out into the jet bridge? I said, that doesn't apply. It's that's invalid. It's stupid. So I had another meeting. Now uh, this was, I think this was actually my Friday. So I came back the next week and I had, a, I got pulled into the office again. They had finished their investigation of the FSR. Fortunately, the uh, uh, the regional maintenance manager was a cool guy. He was actually the one that hired me for this job because I had worked with him before. I worked with him before. We kind of like we we passed each other. I think we said hi or smoked a cigarette once, but we never had like any real in-depth conversation. But he remembered me enough to have offered me the job. So we're on the speaker phone on a conference call and this DOM he, he says, Yeah, he says, I dismiss this FSR. He says, I'm sorry, Brian, that we put you through this. He said, it looks like the guy was just pissed off, maybe embarrassed. I don't know. But yeah, nothing's gonna happen to you. He says, I'm sorry that this this occurred. Yeah, that's cool. This is kinda I said, let me tell you though, it kinda pisses me off that your your lead and your station manager here are a bunch of pussies. And he he kind of starts laughing and then stops. He's like, "Well, okay, now Brian, we can't can't be saying that now." I'm like, "Okay," but I heard I'm thinking to myself. But I heard you laugh. I heard you start to laugh and giggle. You knew I was getting somewhere with this. <laughs> that was the second time I quote got into it with a crew member, but it wasn't it wasn't anything. I mean, generally you go on the plane, and again, you you debrief on what the problem is, you bullshit a bit, you know, flight attendant says, hey, hi, how you, you doing? You know, a lot of times, when I'm finishing up my paperwork, I'll just sit in first class and I'll just start, you know, I'll finish my paperwork, whether it be on the tablet or on a paper logbook. You know, flight attendant will come over, start bullshitting and saying, how's it going and all that. And, you know, everyone, for the most part, gets along. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it really, it's, it's a rarity that, any any two get you know get into it with each other the two groups get along very well let me know what you guys think feel free to reach out to me my email is apmechanicpodcast. podcast that's one word at aol.com that's ap Mechanic podcast one word at aol.com and you can find me on twitter at i just changed the name again <laughs> found me at Twitter at good bad ugly underscore AP. That's good bad ugly at I'm sorry, good bad ugly underscore AP. I'm sorry, I had to, to change the uh the Twitter name, uh my at name to better align with uh, you know the good, the bad and the ugly, the aviation maintenance industry. There was a. It was actually another suggestion given to me by um, another listener to change my name. So the official, uh, my official Twitter name is at Ugly underscore AP. Email is APMechanicPodcast at AOL.com. Or you can select the message me link in the description and uh, send me a message that way. I really appreciate you guys' time. Thanks for tuning into the show. And until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. We'll see you later.